In his May 2023 advisory on our epidemic of loneliness and isolation, United States Surgeon General Dr. Vivek Murthy notes that lack of social connection, that is, lack of friendship, has a profound negative influence on our physical health and our health as a society. Quote, social connection is a fundamental human need as essential to survival as food, water, and shelter. Throughout history, our ability to rely on one another has been crucial to survival, close quote. From Wyoming Catholic College, this is the After Dinner Scholar podcast, and I'm your host, Dr. Jim Tonkowicz. The Surgeon General's advisory may come as news to many modern Americans, but back in the fourth century BC, Aristotle would have told you the same thing. Friendship, he wrote in his Nicomachean Ethics, quote, is not only a necessary thing, but a splendid one. We praise those who love their friends, and the possession of many friends is held to be one of the fine things of life, close quote. Dr. Pavlos Papadopoulos last semester read the Nicomachean Ethics with our Wyoming Catholic College juniors, looking at, among other things, friendship. All right, let me begin by asking you, Dr. Papadopoulos, about the good and about happiness in the Nicomachean Ethics. While they're not the same, they're related. How? Uh, happiness is the human good. That's the way that Aristotle puts it. There are many goods, plural. There are different kinds of goods. Aristotle speaks of three kinds of goods that are relevant to humans. Uh, there are goods of oh, external goods. That's something like money, property, uh, things like that. Those kinds of external possessions, things that are external to ourselves. There are goods of the body. That would be something like health or beauty or strength and fitness. And then there are goods of the soul. And that's, that's his ranking, really. <laughs> uh, the more in internal, interior it is, and so the goods of the soul, uh, the, the, the more important, the more excellent. And the goods of the soul are, are the virtues. Um, so there are those kinds of goods. Uh, and everything we do, uh, we do for the sake of some apparent good. We always think we're seeking after something good. That's why we move towards it as opposed to away from it, even though we're very often mistaken about uh, what's truly good or truly bad for us. And so the good of all goods for a human being is what Aristotle calls happiness. And it's in fact what everyone calls happiness, uh, even if we, we don't all have the same clear idea as Aristotle does about what constitutes happiness. We do give that name happiness to the good of all goods that, that I am seeking, that you are seeking. With regard to friendship, for Aristotle, it's necessary, it's part of the good, and it's a key to happiness. Is that right? That's right. He says he has two full books of the ethics on friendship. So that's, that's about 20% of the whole, the whole text. Um, it's quite considerable. And he begins those two books by saying that no one would choose to live without friends. You give a man everything else he could want except for friends and he'd still be unhappy. No one would would choose a life without friends, even if they had beauty and, and power and money and, and even the virtues. Um, and so friends turn out to be uh, integral to our, to our happiness. That's, that must be because we are naturally social creatures. We're naturally social animals. And so it's, we, we really cannot fulfill our nature 
in in perfect isolation. That would be sort of the highest level way of saying why we all want friends. But you ask anyone on the street whether they want friends, and of course, everyone's going to say yes or or no, I don't because I already have them. Everyone will recognize that friends are one of the greatest goods uh, in life. And Aristotle calls friends the greatest of external goods. It's it's strange to speak of friends as goods in the same breath as speaking of your your house or or cash as a good uh, as an external good. But but he he doesn't mean to denigrate them. He just means this is the greatest good that could for you that could exist outside of your own body and soul. But all friendships, Aristotle tells us, are not the same and not of equal value. How does he distinguish between various kinds of friendship? That's right. Aristotle says there are three kinds of friendship, and those those kinds of friendship are based on the things that are loved by, by the members of the friendly relationship. And so he says there are friendships based on utility or usefulness. Uh, there are friendships based on pleasure. And then there's the most complete and perfect friendship, which is a friendship he said he calls it a friendship of the good or among the good or a friendship of virtue. And so uh, what you look to, to to figure out which kind of friendship you're you're dealing with is what what are the two people involved in it for? what What's the basis of their friendship? I bought a coffee earlier this morning uh, to help fuel me for this conversation. And when I did, I entered into an exchange with with the barista. Uh, I exchanged cash for coffee. That, Aristotle would say, if, if you have a repeated relationship of just commercial exchange with someone, that would be an example of a friendship, a friendship of utility, not the most profound friendship, not what we normally think of as friendship. But Aristotle uses it in this expanded sense. What I get out of that, that exchange, that relationship with the employee at the coffee shop is coffee. And what he or she gets out of it is ultimately uh, a paycheck or a tip or some combination of the two. And you both say thank you. And we both say thank you. And there's something friendly about that exchange. But again, Aristotle will go farther and say this is a form of friendship, yet it's the lowest form of friendship because the basis for the relationship is really quite incidental to the persons involved. It doesn't really involve the character of the barista or myself, except in a very narrow sense of how did you approach this one interaction? Are you able to brew coffee? Are you able to bring cash to the table? And so on. And so it, if my relationship with the barista was solely based on that exchange, I didn't know him or her, say, as a student or as a friend outside, outside of that exchange, then I wouldn't maintain the friendship if that person got a job somewhere else or moved away or the coffee shop closed. So it's a very, it's a very basic um, and, and low form of friendship, but he calls it a friendship nevertheless. A higher form of friendship, Aristotle says, is based on pleasure. You enjoy the company or you enjoy something that you do in company with someone else. This could involve everything from uh, purely sexual relationships up to, or maybe not up to, but also other things like you just want to watch baseball with someone and you have this thing in common and it doesn't really go to the core of your person or your character, but you enjoy this activity with another person because they also happen to enjoy that activity. So that friendship based on pleasure, Aristotle thinks is in a way a higher form of friendship than a friendship based on utility. Why? Maybe because pleasure is something we seek for its own sake to a greater extent that we seek um, just uh, usefulness or utility uh, for its own sake. And yet even that does not get to the, the core of the human persons involved in the relationship. 
And so the most complete form of friendship, what we might call true friendship or real friendship, uh, is the friendship that really involves the character of the persons and the best activities that humans can engage in together. Notice also that all of these three kinds of friendship are based on shared activities, which could be just a commercial exchange. It could be um, drinking together, watching baseball together, playing board games together, whatever it is. Or it could involve something even better than, than all of those things. Speaking together, uh, discussing philosophically together, doing noble actions or virtuous deeds together. Um, those are the kinds of activities that Aristotle identifies as the activities shared by the truest of friends, the, the most complete friendship. Aristotle's big concern is politics, the life of the city. How is friendship related to politics, to community beyond this or that pair of friends? Aristotle says that legislators care about, legislators and statesmen care about cultivating friendships between and among their citizens. Maybe even they care about that more than justice. He has an interesting line where legislators seem to care about this even more than justice. Um, we could we sometimes speak about this under the heading of civility today. Sometimes when we say that, we mean something like being polite. But even there, when we're talking about civility or we're talking about politeness, those words point back to Latin and Greek words for the city or for the community. You need to have a kind of civic friendship, a kind of uh, political love for your neighbor, for your fellow countrymen, in order to identify your interests uh, with that person in order to seek a good that is shared with that person as well as yourself, to seek a truly common good. And so friendship is simply necessary. Friendship of some kind is simply necessary for any political community. And in the best com political communities, there will be a truly profound friendship formed among citizens. Uh, of course, the larger and larger the scale, the, the more difficult that it is for you to actually have personal relations with others. But we nevertheless see this even in a very large uh, nation, we see a kind of version of political friendship when we recognize a fellow American in a foreign country and we immediately have something in common with that person. We wouldn't necessarily become friends in the full sense with that person, but we do recognize certain commonalities and we see something of ourselves and of our character and our background in, in that other person. If we don't have that uh, foundation for politics, then we will start to view our fellow citizens merely as rivals or merely as opponents, uh, and we will, we will begin to hate them or be indifferent to them. And so the, for the integrity of any political community, it needs to have a friendship as, as part of its foundation. Given our current political situation, that's kind of scary. It is. And Aristotle, again, links friendship to perceived goods and to activities that we enjoy doing. And so if we, if we disagree about what is good for a human being, or if we disagree about how it's good to spend your time, and those are very closely related to one another, then it's very difficult to establish a friendship with, with, a, with a family member, with a, with a neighbor down the street, or with a fellow countryman. If you had disagree profoundly about what's good for human beings, what's, what we should call good and what we should call evil, and then if on the basis of that, you disagree about what's admirable or enjoyable in terms of how you spend your time, what you devote your life to, what you order all of your activities towards, if you don't have that, you don't have the basis for any really profound friendship. You may still say we're, 
we're allies or we're in a non-aggression pact with one another. <laughs> I'm not going to bother you if you don't bother me. Uh, I won't commit crimes against you if you don't co commit crimes against me. But again, that's the sort of lowest form of, of non-aggressive political friendship. And, and what every city, every political community and nation ought to seek is a much more profound um, identity with and, and basis of love for one another. Is there any indication that in their reading of Aristotle, friendships change among our students? <laughs> there is uh, always a kind of mini crisis that occurs in the classroom when the students get to the books on friendship. They've, they've been interested the whole semester in reading Aristotle's ethics. It's very hard not to be. I mean, this is sort of vital human concerns about what's going to make you happy. How should you spend your time? How do you become a good person? And then you get to the books on, on friendship, and especially with college students. Uh, friendship uh, friendship is important for everyone. It's so important for 18 to 22 year olds and their friendly relations loom so large in their daily lives. Again, even more so I think than for, for those of us who are older. And, and so you get to this moment and there's a kind of exhilaration because we're talking about a topic that's even more intimately, uh, they're con even more intimately con concerned with. And yet they have to start passing judgment on themselves and their friends. Aristotle gives them these three kinds of friendship, useful, pleasant, and, and true friendship. And of, of course, the immediate reaction of our students, they want to say, well, of course, my friends are my true friends. And then they start thinking about it. They think, well, are, are they all equally my true friends? How do we spend our time together? How should we spend our time together? And so a, a crisis, not necessarily a bad thing to have a crisis. It's actually quite a good thing to go through, especially in the course of a liberal education at this age. We want our students to be refining their lives, refining their thoughts, refining their deeds, and, and refining their relationships. And so this is a real opportunity for them to evaluate the relationships they have and see which ones truly truly are good friendships and also you know take stock of of those that are quite good and say how can how can we perfect this how can we spend our time together even better than we currently do so that we can grow in friendly love with one another with Aristotle as as a kind of guide we've listened over and over again this holiday season as they call it to Andy Williams singing it's the hap happiest season of all with those holiday greetings and gay happy meetings when friends come to call, it's the hap-happiest season of all. And of course, we know that for many of our neighbors and acquaintances, perhaps even family members, it's not the hap-happiest anything. Rather, Christmas can bring depression. The New Year can bring depression. Everyone else is happy, and I'm alone and miserable. The cure? Not a federal program boosted by the Surgeon General's office. This is something that can only be addressed person to person as we cross the street or look over the fence or down the hall of the apartment building to offer friendship. If we Christians don't get busy making friends, there's no indication that anyone else will. For Wyoming Catholic College, this is Dr. Jim Tonkowicz.